Welcome in to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Get Your Happy On Hour. I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons on 93.7 The Ticket. You know, I just uh, feeling pretty good today, man. I mean, even though the weather done changed on me a little bit, still happy, man. I, mean, I love being happy. love being positive. You know, tonight I got a great show for you. But before we get to that, I got to share something with you. You know, I get a lot of requests on a weekly or daily basis, actually, of how do you deal with certain things. <clears throat> and one of the things that, that kept coming up this week was how do you stay positive all the time? Let me be the first to admit to you guys, it is not easy. I just love to be happy. It's not easy. I work extremely hard at staying positive because unfortunately you got, you can't control what other people do. And sometimes people are in bad moods for whatever reason. But you know, I always encourage people to just stay positive and deal with things in a, the most positive way you possibly can. So that's the answer to this, this week's question that I've been getting a lot. You know, tonight my guest is like a brother to me. You know, it's good. I, I really look forward to this interview, but I'm going to I'm gonna have to ask questions like I don't already know a lot of these answers, but I want you guys to know what I know. So with that being said, welcome my guest, Rodney Lewis, former Husker black shirt Rodney Lewis. Rodney, are you with us? I hear you, V. What up? How you doing, man? Hey, just another day in paradise, as you say. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Well, man, first of all, let me say thank you for uh, being willing to zoom in today from Minneapolis. I appreciate that. Uh, how's the weather well, up let, here? Well, let me correct you on something, though, Rick. Okay. We ain't like brothers. We is brothers. Okay, you sure right. My bad. We are brothers. We've been brothers for a long, long time. So you are absolutely right. I stand corrected. Thank you for that correction, big brother. <laughs> How you doing, Rodney? I'm good, man. I can't complain. If I did complain, who would care? Yeah, nobody don't want to listen. I tried that too, man. I couldn't get no response. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that, but that's okay. Hey, Rodney, you know, like I said, a lot of these questions I'm going to ask you, I already know the answer to, but a lot of my listeners and a lot of people that are, are tuned in, they don't know what I know. So even though I'm asking questions you know I know the answer to, please feel free to share with uh, with the public, man, okay? I got you. Okay. Let's start off with where you grew up, Roddy. Where'd you grow up? Minneapolis, Minnesota. And where'd you go to high school there? Minneapolis Central. Minneapolis Central. Now, if I remember correctly, you had a another brother that's no longer with us that was there with you. Is that correct? Right, yeah. You know our partner, Russell, Russell Gary. Russell Gary. He's no longer here on this plateau in the physical sense. Right. He has uh, ascended to another plateau. Uh, I think he's still with me and you. Um, I feel his presence every day. Well, you know, the one thing I can honestly say is I definitely agree because uh, yeah, I was just thinking about the every spring game, how you and you and Russell would drive down. And and uh, stay with me, and then we'd all go to the spring games. You know, I I think about those days, man, and you know, and it's 
it's kind of hard to believe, you know, when you spend so much time playing ball and just being brothers, and all of a sudden, you know, somebody's gone, you know. I think a lot of times people take that for granted. But, you know, I, I know how, how special Russell is to me, and I know how special he is to you. You know, I had a similar situation because I came here with Nate Mason, and Nate's no longer with us. So I can relate in so many ways, man. But, Rodney, I wanted to ask you this here. When you was in high school and you was playing ball, did you and Russell actually play together on the same high school team, or did y'all play against each other? No. When we played on the same high school team, but and when, when we were when I first started football with my two brothers, that's I met Russell when I was seven years old and playing Pee Wee football. Oh wow, okay. And then, and then we went from that that was like in the second grade, and then in the fifth grade we moved, and then so then we didn't play on the same team for a couple years. And actually in the eighth grade, the team I played on with some other guys I knew uh, end up playing the team Russell was on in the playoff, and then we won the the uh, city championship. Oh, okay. and so then the next year in ninth grade, that was in eighth grade. Then in ninth grade, me and my brother, one of my brothers, went and played with Russ at this other park called King Park. And uh, my uncle sponsored us and bought bought a um, brand new Pittsburgh Steelers uniforms. <laughs> so then we, so we won the city championship in the ninth grade. So actually, the teams I played on in seventh, eighth, and ninth grade won the city championship three years in a row. Wow. Okay. Okay. And, and then we played in high school together. We played football basketball and ran track so we were we were year round worked out together his family knew my family we all knew the same people gotcha. guys we grew up with played together for several years there was a few guys that i went to kindergarten with that i graduated from high school with oh wow okay on, on, in south minneapolis and so uh that was back when the community when you knew everybody yeah yeah your parents knew other kids parents you went to the the elementary school in your neighborhood you went to the junior high school in your neighborhood and you went to the high school in your neighborhood right right so everybody knew everybody and it was community so you couldn't be acting up out there on them streets because it would get back to your parents and you know then that wouldn't be good for you <laughs> <laughs> right. And also, you know, then people weren't so transient like they are now. Yes. Right. You know, it was, um, you know, I mean, I, I guess how I can say this is, and I think you, I, you already know this, Rick. I mean, I knew, I met, I met Prince when I was eight years old. You saying Prince, the Prince, the, Prince, the, the, the musician. The and you know he was just another kid in the neighborhood as far as i was concerned wow you know uh, all those those musicians jimmy jam and terry lewis from the time yeah i knew all those guys growing up 
Wow. I mean, I'm happy for them. They're very successful and all that, but there was another brother in the neighborhood. So I mean, with that. Passed away, I mean, I felt bad because I knew the brother before he was who he ended up being. Yeah, well, see, a lot of people don't understand, man, the fact that you grew up with Prince, you know, I mean, that's, that within itself is, is huge. I mean, I know, I know this, but just think about the people that, that are football fans or people that are, you know, that, that know you, but they didn't know that about you. So I appreciate right. that. You know, that's, that's, that's real important. I mean, I'm still in awe of some of the stuff Prince could do. I mean, the dude could play just about every instrument there was, I believe. And But another thing people don't realize, Ricky, Prince was a good athlete. Really? He was a little guy, and he could play basketball. He came out for football, but he was too little because he got hit a couple times. Said, no, but basketball, <laughs> he kept playing, and the coach would – that was before they had uh, time clocks, you know, for – you know, in high school and stuff. Right. So, you know – the coach would put him in the game to run the clock out because he could dribble real good and stuff, and you couldn't get the ball from him. <laughs> they were fast with it, huh? <laughs> I mean, you couldn't get the ball from him. He could handle the – he had handles. Ah. That's... Now, he had a brother named Dwayne who was an athlete who played football and basketball. So I was, like, better friends with Dwayne than I was with Prince. Uh, and his Dwayne passed away before Prince did. Wow. Okay. Um, and so that was you know South Minneapolis, but Prince and the and uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, as far as music goes, they kind of put Minneapolis on the map back in the day. Well, let me ask you, know? you this: while I'm thinking about it, man, you know I've I've always been a big Morris Day fan. Okay. <laughs> Is he from there too, or is he? Is he's from, he's from Minneapolis. Really? North okay. Minneapolis. Yeah, because man, Morris you know, Day and North Jerome used and, to keep me laughing. And uh, Terry Lewis was a good athlete too. Really? Okay. He still holds the he still holds the uh, the record in the hundred yard dash in Minnesota State hundred yard dash because when he had the record, then they went to meters. Correct. Correct. I got you. He still has the record. He was he could run. Wow. Okay. Um, no, I mean so, but then Russ and I, since we were together for so long, and you know, Nebraska recruited out of Minnesota. Yes. And actually they were looking at Russell first. Okay. And I popped up on the film. Russ was a running back. And all he did was play on offense. But I when I when the game started my senior year, when the game started, I never left the field. I was on offense, defense, and all kicking phases of the kicking game. Oh wow. Okay. I played the whole game. I never came off the field. You was doing the so you was doing the most. <laughs> yeah. And but Russ was always the star running back. Gotcha. Okay. So Russ and got recruited seen, by Nebraska, you say? Yeah, they was looking at Russ first, then they, they seen me on the film. Oh, okay. So Monty Kiffin. I, I was told it was Monty Kiffin as like, who's that number 48? And then they started then they started recruiting me too. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then uh and then um they offered Russ a scholarship. I walked on 
And uh, so I said, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. We're going to go down there together. I walked on. And um, then we, you know, we had that freshman team where we had to practice like two months before we had a game. Yeah, yeah, I remember and, and that I started day. as a fraud in the freshman team, and Russ really didn't get much run. So anyway, push come to shove. Uh, they put, moved me to corner, and that next following spring, after our freshman year, Russ moved to safety and started three years in a row. Wow. You know, I was just sitting there thinking, man, because uh, – Y'all both had very successful careers at Nebraska, and uh, and that wearing that black shirt, you know, I, I still to this day I remember, man, how uh, black shirts it really, really does mean something. You know what I mean? And man, y'all, y'all has y'all has some attitude issues out there, man. When y'all, <laughs> I mean, when y'all put them black shirts on, I mean, we be boys and stuff, but boy, it seems like when practice starts and them black shirts come on. It's like we're not friends no more. I don't, you know, I never did understand that, but I guess I guess it was just the, that's the way it was. Well, you know what, Ricky? When people ask me about Nebraska football, and they ask me about Coach Osborne, I always tell them that I thought I knew how to practice because I had a tough high school football coach. Right. I thought I knew how to practice, but one thing when when in, in the late 70s, early 80s, and people always talk about the 90s. There were some good teams in the late 70s, early 80s when we was there. Correct. We came this close a couple times of winning the whole thing. Right, right. We were always ranked in the top 10 or top 5. Right. And, but practice was very intense at a very high level every day. There wasn't – it wasn't like – Oh, I had a bad day at practice because it wasn't like that. Because if you had a bad day at practice, you might come to practice the next day and see you name somebody that moved ahead of you on the depth chart. You Absolutely. Didn't have no bad practices. It was always at a high level of intensity. Okay. Well, you know, I, I, I can honestly say that's true, especially those Tuesdays and Wednesday practice. <laughs> right. Well, you know, during spring practice, we was in full gear every day. Yeah, that's and true. we was hitting. Right. We hit every day. Yeah. So that's why you said we had an attitude. But, you know, I mean, when you practice tackling every day, you get good at it. Yeah. And to me, if I missed the tackle, that was a mistake. But then the coach that we had at the time, Lance Van Zant, yep. we didn't make mistakes. Yeah. We didn't make mistakes. Now, Ricky, I'm going to tell the people listening and the viewers that Ricky and Irving were very good receivers. They were very fast. Ricky was Ricky was quicker than a haircut. <laughs> um, Ricky was allergic and, to contact. And, and it, Now, I ain't going to say Ricky never caught a pass on me because he did. Most of them was in front of me, and then he had to pay for it. <laughs> now, Irving too. Yep, yep now, that's I'm not true. I'm going to say Ricky or Irving never beat me deep, but I'm going to say a couple times, maybe a couple times. When I say a couple times, I mean two times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's two. Yep, I agree. Uh, didn't nobody usually people. Now, 
There was other guys in 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 the, in the defensive back room. I'm not gonna mention no names. <laughs> there were some other guys in the defensive back room that would ask me, Rodney, how you cover Ricky and Irving? I said, Hey man, you gotta be able to run. <laughs> <laughs> it's that simple. You had to be able to run. <laughs> and that you could do. I will give you that. I also remember something else about you, man, that I was just, that just popped in my mind was uh we uh we ran track together too. Oh yeah. <laughs> trying to say, oh yeah. I don't know if we can talk I don't know if we can talk about that on air. No, we better not talk about that, but we'll just say we lettered in track. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Well for no, those no, no, me and Rick ran track. Some of the brothers would hey, Rodney, back. hold on, hold on, right there, hold that, hold that thought. We're gonna take a quick break, then we're gonna come right, right. back. Don't go anywhere. This is 93.7 the ticket to get you happy on hour. We'll be right back. Get your happy on hour featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, we back. Hey, uh, Rodney, you with me still? Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, look, man. Uh, <laughs> right before we went to break, we was talking about about we couldn't uh, we couldn't discuss certain things about the track. <laughs> but I just want the the viewers and the listeners to know that. Uh, we just had a lot of fun because track was a secondary sport, uh, but but it was a it was a good time. And Rodney, I I will give you credit, man. You are you you always was dedicated to whatever you did because even running track, I mean, dude, you you went all in every time you done every event that you were in, you was in it to win it, and I give you that because. I was basically, I'm going to be honest with y'all, now that it's after the fact, <laughs> I was just trying to get out of winter conditioning. <laughs> and, then, and then, once you get out of winter conditioning by running indoor, during spring break, you could take that trip to Arizona. So, Arizona in the middle of uh, middle of winter in Nebraska? Ah, uh, yeah, I think I could do that. No, we, no, I mean, Rick, I wanted to win you know, see, Rick, with me, man, I was never the 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 best or the fastest. I just wanted to play in football, basketball, track, baseball. But at some point, my body caught up with me. I was never afraid to hit anybody bigger than me. Yeah, I know that to be um, true. And so when from lifting weights and running and working out. And I just, you know, got fast. I knew how to run. And then when I got on that track team, I wanted to win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I truly believe if I was able to run track year round, I could, I could have been run a hundred meters in 10 or less seconds. Yep, because you was you know, but it's hard to run track and then go to football, correct? Then go back to track, then go back to football. But football, 
uh, track helps you in football. It does. I agree. I was never worried about anybody running by me, even your little quick self. <laughs> or Irving or, or Ty Brown or Junior Miller, uh, Roger, um, you know, Mike. Um, you know. Yeah, well, they, you. They knew I could run. Yeah, well. Y'all knew I could run, and then y'all also knew Russ could run. But what y'all really knew about Russ and I is we weren't afraid to run into anybody. Yeah, well, y'all stayed in the weight room too long for me, though. I mean, <laughs> I mean every time I look around, man, I'm like, man, they said we can go to, to, to the shower. And you and Russ be like, okay, man, we just got a few more sets. We're like, okay, we'll see y'all later then. <laughs> we leave y'all right. in the weight room because that's what y'all did, you know. And and like I say, it worked. It paid off for you, both of you because – you got a, a situation that a lot of people don't know that's very special. And and when I say this, I'm looking at you guys grew up together. You played high school ball together. You played college ball together. But after college, y'all had the privilege of playing in the NFL together. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, that was rare too. You know, but, that, I mean, how many was, people can actually say that? Right. So, you know, it was a good experience. Uh, uh you know, the NFL, you make some money. We were thousandaires, not like these guys now are millionaires. <laughs> they were thousandaires. Huh? But you know what? I don't really – my friends um, that I stay in contact with are the people that I played football with in college. Correct. Yeah, I'm the Ricky same way. Simmons, Odious, uh, Jeff Quinn. Uh, you know John Rude, the Rude brothers. Yep, yep. Um, you, you know, know uh, Letcher, Tony Samuels. I mean, Curtis Craig, Rogers' brother. Yep, he yep. taught me and Russell. He worked with us in the weight room. Yes, I yep. am hip. Um, then the brothers that you know that. Yeah, Big Junior you know, Miller. That have passed away. Andre Franklin. Andre Franklin, steel. yeah. Slick I don't steals. hear what anybody says. You can talk about fullbacks at Nebraska all you want to. To me, to me, Andre Franklin was the best fullback they ever had. You can talk about Tom Raffin. He was good. Macavica or anybody else. But they didn't know the big pill. Yeah, the big pill. <laughs> big pill okay. was a problem. Yeah, that was a problem. <laughs> Hey, Rodney, you said, you told me this uh, one time, I think it was after practice, you was like, Rick, man, man, when you when, when, when the appeal come around the corner, man, you got to come up and take him on, man. He, I mean, even if he don't get you, he gets you. <laughs> right. They had that, you know, they had that one option play where the quarterback pivots and then the fullback come out and got to come after the corner. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. See, any other fullback, I'm running into him. Full speed and like, but I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, because you can't. Now we was friends, we was partners, but we out there in the open field. There ain't no brother-in-law out there. No, yeah. The film, the film. I had to take him on, especially when it was cold. <laughs> when it was cold, you definitely don't want to take him on. But we had to make it, you know. Yeah, to make it look real. You had to do what you had to do. Yeah. But it wasn't. Hey, Amen. And, and another thing about Andre Franklin, man. That was a good brother, man. Oh, absolutely. 
Rest that in was peace, a good Andre. Brother. He was a good friend. We yep. were freshmen together. And um Anthony Steels was a good friend. Yep. We were freshmen together. You know, I met you and Nate. What year was that? The second year? Yeah, the second, guys, yep, second year. Good friends. Um we had some that's like I tell people, you know, I played on some good football teams, good defense in college, and with some really good football players, really good coaches, um, not just Coach Osborne, the assistants. Oh, yeah. Them, there were some good old dudes. Yep. And they coached hard. Oh, they and, yeah, they, they made sure you was accountable. Right. Yeah, you couldn't and be out that's there. That's why today. That's why today, this very moment, I am never late anywhere, ever. Right. Yeah. I'm always on Lombardi time. Yeah. I'm never late because of football. Yeah. Oh, I'm because sure. I'm the same way. You couldn't walk into that meeting two seconds late. You got called out and you was going to be running. You always had to be on time. Right. I agree. And then, you know, my work ethic. Um, I don't miss work. I got PTO up to yin yang. Right. I, I go to work every day. Right. Because I got to work at <clears throat> You know? Yeah, well, they, they instilled you know, that in a lot people, of us. I want people to know, Ricky, that, man, everything ain't perfect. Nothing's perfect. Correct. Some people ain't going to be happy. Right. Only thing I can say is, if you work hard and you're determined, um, and anything you do, you'll be successful. Now, to me, to me, I'm an old man. I'm 64 years old. But see this right here? That ring right there means something to me. I don't wear no jewelry but that ring. Right, right. Because I earned that ring with a bunch of other guys yep. that had one thing in mind, to be the best. So, you know, um, I I still watch Nebraska football. I want Nebraska football to be relevant again. Um, I think that eventually maybe they will be, but the bottom line is this. With this transfer portal and this NIL stuff, you got to get better players. Yes. And there was a time when Nebraska got the best players. Right, right. So I hope Coach Rule is working on that because that Big Ten ain't going to be no joke next season when USC, UCLA, and Oregon come in the Big Ten. That's getting ready. What's going to happen with that? Yeah, that's going to be very interesting because, you know, usually you can kind of count on having a few easy games, you know, or easier games. You know, but, I mean, with all these teams coming in, man, that's going to probably stack the deck a little bit. Not anymore. I mean, look at what Kansas Kansas did to OU yesterday. I saw that. I couldn't yeah, believe it, but I saw it. Take the bus to Kansas. We won that game before we got on the bus. <laughs> yeah, we. it was like so, we knew how much, we knew he was going to win. We just didn't know about how much. Right. I mean, look at KU. KU is ranked and Nebraska's not. Yeah, I mean, I never thought that would happen. Yeah, we we we've uh, we fell a little bit, but I really believe 
and I, I, I truly believe this too. I believe that we will get better. I, I just believe this. I guess there's a big part of it is because I'm a fan and I want us to be better. So I'm going to say we're going to get better. Right. The, the defense is, is getting better. Um, the, 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 the offense is, is, is working on it. Um, I think they're going in the right direction. Um, but you know, college football is so it's different than when we played 40 years ago, Rick. Yes, it because is. Because number one, uh, you didn't transfer. Yes, it was a thing called sometimes, wait to turn. Sometimes you you might have to wait a couple years. Yeah, that's true. You might have to get better. Yeah. You might have to learn your assignments better. You might have to learn the offense better. You know, um, you might have to get faster and stronger. Right. You know, I didn't start till I was a junior. Yeah. Oh, I know. I wasn't going to quit. Um. So it's it's just different nowadays. You know, with all the, you know, all the the bells and whistles, and they got to have this this uh building and that building, and you know, the weight room they got now. I thought the weight room they had when I was a freshman was the best weight room I'd ever seen. Yeah. Well, that ain't nothing compared to what they got now. No, the facilities have definitely been upgraded. Facilities, you know. Um. So, I mean, you got to have all this different stuff for these guys nowadays. You know, and I guess that's just the way it is. Yeah, well, you know, you know, and what I keep telling myself is the game has changed. Uh, a lot of the things that, that we done, they're illegal now, you know. Uh, for example, right. a crackback right. block. You better not do that now. You you know you'll be you, you got a, a, a consequences for that. Whereas we were taught to do that, you know, cut blocks. All those things are illegal now. And then, far as hitting quarterbacks, man, that's man, that's a that's a risky thing now because you you can uh, the targeting thing, all of that. I mean, targeting. And, and you, I'm glad you brought that up because. The targeting thing, I'd have been kicked out of games. <laughs> exactly, but you know the Rick, funny, Rick, you know you you know how you how I led with my, I would have been kicked out of games. Yeah, exactly. For targeting. Yeah. Oh yeah, you you would you you would have missed half the season. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. But but we call those what they call targeting. I think we called them a good hit. Yeah, you, you know, so we, that's we the part of just playing football. Yeah, I mean, and that's just the difference in in the time and in the era. So I get it. I mean, right? Not that the the current teams are different. It's just the rules have changed since we played. So, and a lot of times, I'll be honest with you. You know, I I really don't try to uh, I don't try to understand a lot of this stuff because it just doesn't make sense to me. But that's okay. I mean, these kids are following the rules the best as they can, and they're playing the game to the best of their ability. So you got to respect that. I just want to see Nebraska win. I'm just going to be honest with you. When they win, I just feel better because, you know, traveling around the country and, you know, I like – I I'm going to be honest with you. I like wearing Nebraska stuff when I'm out of state, you know, because to me it's a lot of pride behind that. So – but hey, look! Don't hey, don't go anywhere. Hold on, Lou. We're gonna take one more break, and then we're gonna come back and finish this thing up. Okay? 
93.7 The Ticket. It's the Get You Happy On Hour. We'll be right back. the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. And we're back. Man, I tell you, this I got to give a big shout out to my big brother, Otis Lee, out there checking us out. I uh, appreciate you, big O. You know, uh, we just had, we, we, we took a little quick trip down memory lane. But Rodney, you know, during this last segment, man, I, I, uh, I just want to first, before I forget, I want to say thank you for doing this, for being my guest. I want to make sure I get that in. But, Rodney, I would like for you, man, if you don't mind, share something about what's been going on with you lately, man. What's what's, what's going on with Rodney Lewis, man? Okay, well, real quick, Russ, uh, uh, I'm holding up this picture of my partner, your partner, Russell. Okay. I just had to, I just had to do that, Rick. That's all so good. Everybody know our partner is gone. Yes. But not forgotten. Never forgotten. I go, to, I go to the cemetery at least once a week. I miss this brother bad, man. Bad. Yeah. Well, you know. Okay. But Rodney, like I said, dude, we, we miss him. But I, I, I believe he's watching over us. That's just what I right. believe, you know. Right. And I feel the same way right. about Nate, you know, because, man, Nate was my roomie just like Russ was yours. And, I mean, I feel like Nate's gone way too soon, but – I feel like he's watching over me as well. Right. So, Rodney, what are you? What's going on in your life today, man? For for hey, a lot of people you know that don't what? know, I got, I got, I uh, my daughter just, I got, uh, my daughter that lives in Atlanta had a baby in July. I got a sixteen-year-old son, and uh, I work in, uh, been working in schools for. This is my 25th or 26th year working in schools. Wow. Congratulations, dude. Uh, I've been at this uh, kindergarten through fifth grade for 10 years now. Before that, I was working in Minneapolis for 15, Minneapolis public schools, coaching, uh, the behavior person, but behavior support person, uh, coaching, um, you know, just you know, working with kids, and that's a uh, that's a tough job, man. Because I uh, I don't have to deal with them day in and day out like you do, but just a few times that I have to go into these places to speak, kids are a lot different. This is the nicest way I can say it compared to what I remember growing up. You know, I mean, kids now have a whole different mindset. So right, I, but you know all that is, Rick, and I know what you do uh, with your speaking and and, and that. Um, the the main thing is my job is relationship building. I got you. And I have to build a relation with the staff. I have to build a relation with the students. But more importantly, for me to be effective on my job, I have to build a positive relationship with the parents. Yeah. Because they don't want Mr. Lewis calling their house bashing their child. Right, right. If I have to make a phone call to a parent, I always say something positive. Right. 
and then I tell them why I'm calling. There you go. There and you go. I try and get the kids back on track, but the kids know me, so um, and they make mistakes. They're children, right? Um, my thing is, you're here to learn, and I need you to do your best while you're in this classroom. It's all it's all positive, man. I got you. It's still, you know, like I like like I said at the beginning of the show, being positive is not easy. You know, uh, you have to really work at that as well because, like I said, unfortunately, a lot of people are not trying to be positive. So you gotta, you gotta really put some effort into that, and especially when you're dealing with, you know, like in your situation, I would just imagine dealing with kids. The parents are naturally going to be protective of their kids, which I get. But you know, but when you come to them in a positive way, like you do. I'm sure you get a really positive response out of the parents. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then a lot of times parents, they know their kids. Right. You know, and then another thing, with me being an older man now, uh, when they meet me, my voice is always going to be my voice. But when they meet me, they see that I'm an older man and I do have experience. Right. And I, the kids realize that too. Um. And so that makes it a little easier. Um, and then one thing I always tell people, you got to have humor. Yes. You got to bring some humor to it because kids are funny. Right, you right. Know? But then, Rick, they got so many distractions that we didn't have. Yes, that's true. We, did. yeah, we they, didn't have no social media. We yeah. didn't have no cell phone. Nope. And, uh, and all, these, all, the, all these other distractions. Yeah, and we didn't have, and we didn't get the luxury of sitting up in the in the house all day staring at a screen. <laughs> we we no, had to get outside, we outside and play. And play. <laughs> outside and play football, basketball, yep. track, something. Yeah, you going it's going to be outdoors. Outside <laughs> it, it, right, we just stay in the house. Yeah, it's definitely going to be outdoors. Right. You so, know. Yeah. So, you know, but the one thing I will say though is uh, I'm glad to know that that man, there's still people like yourself willing to take on those type of jobs because a lot of people don't want to do what you do, Rodney. I mean, let's just be real. I mean, everybody don't have the patience to be able to deal with the parents and deal with the staff and deal with the students. I mean, everybody's not trying to do that. So I just got to give you your props, man, because I'm about giving people their props now, not after they're gone. I think what you what you do now is very important, and I just want to give you a compliment and say, hey, man, I'm proud of you because I know for a fact it can't be easy. But but like you said, the work ethic that you gained from playing sports at Nebraska and before Nebraska and after, I mean, it helped build that self-esteem, helped build that work ethic, and, and it helped make you accountable. And to this very day, we both share this. I ain't late to nothing. I mean, my show started tonight at 8 o'clock. I was in the studio at 7 watching the show before me. So I get it. I understand exactly what you're saying. I don't want to be late. I, I think accountability is huge. So you keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep doing what I do. And, man, I think we're going to both be okay, man. Oh, yeah, we're going to be more than okay. And you know, Rick, thank you, man. And I'm proud of you, man, for what you do. And, you know, your radio show, and I hope it gets bigger. 
or you get some more hours or something or you know it, it, it keeps expanding um and you know because the bottom line is this we all people right and um okay football is important it is it's important um to me and and other and some people could care less about football but but we all got to live in this world right and and you know uh, we should respect and dignity should be afforded to everyone i agree i you know? agree and so and so w- with that said you know i treat people the way i want to be treated correct okay well, and that and, and that was a process oh yeah it takes some time to do that right just like you said you positive all the time but rick i know you that was a process oh absolutely <laughs> And it, <laughs> it's still a process. I work on this daily. But hey, look, right. Rodney, I just want to say again, thank you, man. We're going to get ready and get up out of here. But, you know, I just wanted to say thank you, man. And I always encourage everybody to, to understand that life is not guaranteed or promised to anybody. So no matter what, every day that you blessed to see, it truly is another day in paradise. And no matter what, you got to get your happy, yo. Down! Thank y'all for tuning in, man. And hey, y'all stay tuned in. We've got another show coming up next. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. for All right, for, B. All right, dude. You take care, Rodney. Thank you, guys. 93.7 The Ticket to get your happy on hour. We're gone. <laughs>